Hey, how's everyone doing? It is about a half hour past midnight, Sunday morning, May 10th, Northern California. Welcome to our seventh uh, news roundup podcast. Uh, you know, uh, appreciate everyone, you know, giving us a listen. And with that being said, before we start off, of course, this podcast is sponsored by Mission Essential Gear Company. So who are they and what is my relationship with them? So veteran-owned company, um, great guys, you know, all Marine infantry dudes, uh, you know, t-shirts, um, field manuals, silkies, uh, they got tactical gear from BDS Tactical, you know, Avon pouches, um, plate carriers, all that, all that good stuff. What's my relationship to them? Well, I'd actually been purchasing uh, their clothes for about a year before the owner approached me with the opportunity to basically bring what we do here to their website, right? Kind of broaden our horizons, if you will. So that's my relationship to them. Um, again, I've, I've been purchasing their stuff before we kind of teamed up, you know, um, great dudes. I, I vouch for them, really good guys and gears affordable and you know, that matters. And with that being said, we will move into the podcast. All right, so of course we're going to begin with the uh, COVID-19 numbers for the last week. Week began with 3,428,000 cases, 243,000 deaths, and 1,095,000 recoveries. Week ended with 4,025,000 cases, 279,000 deaths, and 1,376,000 recoveries. And of course those are worldwide numbers. Moving on to Asia, on the 3rd, a border post in South Korea took fire from North Korea. The post responded by firing two shots into the North and South Korean and U.S. officials believe that the fire was the result of a negligent discharge. This is, of course, just days after Kim Jong-un made his first public appearance in weeks after there were some speculations that he could be incapacitated or even dead, but of course that's not the case. Uh, side note, I feel very uh, sorry for the North Korean soldier that indeed into South Korea because he's probably not doing so hot right now. Moving on to the six, hundreds of Indian troops launched an operation upon receiving intelligence that the leader of a militant group Hezbollah Mujahideen, the leader Ryaz Naiko, was hiding in a village in the south of Kashmir. Firefight broke out during the raid in Naiko, and at least one militant with him were killed, and that caused protests in the area that I believe are still ongoing, but I'm not too sure about that. Moving on to the 7th, 11 people, sorry, 13 people are dead at this point, and over 5,000 have fallen ill after a gas leak at the LG Palmer's chemical plant in Visa Kapatnam in Andhra Pradesh, India. The plant uses a raw material, styrene, that is highly flammable, and it releases poisonous gases when it is burned. So India actually has a, a long history with incidents at industrial plants, especially chemical plants, uh, leading to, you know, hundreds of deaths and injuries. So there was a gas leak in 1984 at the Union Carbine unlimited plant in the city of Bhopal, and that actually led to the deaths of at least 3,787 people, and we have an article on that. If you want some more info, that's at stayready.me. Check it out. Appreciate it. 
All right, and moving on to the Americas on May 3rd, Silvercorp USA head Jordan Goudreau announced the beginning of Operation Gideon. And that uh, is, of course, the failed coup attempt in Venezuela orchestrated by Silvercorp USA and a former major general in the Venezuelan army as well as uh, deserters from the army. And we talked about that in our articles as well as our podcast last week, so be sure to excuse me, be sure to check them out. By May 6th, the operation had clearly ended and was a colossal failure. Six fighters have been killed and anywhere from 8 to 13 were captured. This includes Luke Demon and Aaron Barry, two Silver Corp employees and former Green Berets. Also captured was Adolfo Badwell, the son of General Raul Badwell, the former defense minister under Hugo Chavez, that is now a political prisoner in the country after speaking out against the Maduro regime. On the 8th, Venezuela's chief prosecutor, Tarek William Saab, officially requests the extradition of Jordan Goudreau and two Venezuelan dissidents, J.J. Rendon and Sergio Vergara, over their involvement in Gideon. And, of course, all three of them are based in Florida, so uh, good luck with that. And check out our article for more information. On the 8th, unemployment numbers in the U.S. were announced, and they have officially reached 14.7%. These are the worst levels seen since the Great Depression, and it's drastically different from the 3.4 unemployment seen before the pandemic. And, of course, this is caused uh, mostly, if not entirely by the pandemic and you know subsequent uh, effects if you will experts fear that the true number can be much worse and it still doesn't take into account the number of people that are underemployed so what does that mean you know people that are still employed but they're not making nearly as much as they were before the pandemic and of course are not included in those statistics because they're not filing for unemployment So with that being said, we will take a quick break and we'll move on to Africa and then finish it up with the Middle East. And we're back with Africa. So on the 3rd, Egypt announced that 15 of its servicemen had been killed or wounded, while 126 suspected militants were killed recently. Egypt publishes a report on its operations in the Sinai Peninsula every few months without giving a specific timeline on those reports. And this comes days after 10 Egyptian soldiers were killed in an ISIS IED attack. And of course, Egypt has been fighting Uh, multiple Islamist insurgent groups in the Sinai for years at this point. Also on the 3rd, an unidentified force attacked two fishing boats near the Gabonese capital of Libreville. 18 crew members were initially captured. All but six of them were let go. And those still in captivity, we have three Indonesians, two Senegalese citizens, and one South Korean citizen. This is the second pirate incident report off the coast of Gabon this year, and it will be interesting to see how their respective governments go about their release. On the next day, the 4th, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, 12 soldiers were killed after the group Kini Ya Kilma attacked a military base. 
Eight fighters were killed and two were captured as a result of that attack. And we talked about Egypt a little bit last week fighting a completely different insurgent group. So check that out. On the 9th, Libya's National Oil Corporation claimed forces loyal to Khalifa Haftar fired rockets into the Mitiga International Airport in Tripoli, Libya. It's not yet clear if these were Libyan National Army fighters or an allied militia. The rockets hit fuel tanks and jets and according to the Government of National Accord left six killed and injured dozens. We talked about Libya a little bit, so check that out if you want some info on the podcast. Also on the 9th, Ethiopia admitted that it was responsible for shooting down a privately owned Kenyan plane over Somalia earlier in the week. Ethiopian soldiers believe that the plane was on a, quote, suicide mission. All six on board were killed. And we'll finish it off with the Middle East. On the 5th, in Iran, three members of the nation's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps were killed in a shootout with unknown gunmen in the Kurdish-dominated town of Divindara. Iran claimed that three, quote, counter-revolutionaries were killed as a result of that firefight as well. And on the 7th, the U.S. military removed four Patriot missile batteries, two fighter squadrons, and dozens of other military personnel from Saudi Arabia. It is also contemplating a reduction of naval forces in that area that were deployed amid heightened tensions with Iran. And, of course, we covered that a lot on Instagram, on the podcast, late December, early January. So check that out if you don't know uh, what's going on with that. Next day on the 8th, Kuwait announced a total curfew starting 1600 local time on Sunday the 9th all the way until May 30th in response to the largest daily increase in cases, 641 cases. The nation has 7,623 cases and 49 deaths and we'll keep you guys up to date if anything becomes of that. In Gore Province, Afghanistan, on May 9th, a group of protesters gathered near the governor's house protesting unfair food distribution in relation to the pandemic. Police say that the nearly 300 protesters began throwing rocks at the governor's house and were firing rifles in an unstated direction. Police then fired into the crowd as they attempted to enter the house, supposedly. Four protesters and two police officers were killed during the course of that protest. One of those killed was Ahmad Navid Khan, a local volunteer radio presenter who was killed while sitting in his shop when stray bullets struck him in the head. Officials in the nation's capital, Kabul, said a team was being sent to investigate that incident. And with that, that is all we have for you guys this week. So, of course, appreciate all the support. Like, share, subscribe, rate, whatever you're able to do on the app that you're listening to this on appreciate it check us out on instagram and twitter at analyze educate all one word and of course same handle for both and yeah check us out on uh, stayready.me excuse me it's where we got our blog and then of course get all those products too shirts silkies field manuals um, tactical gear all that good stuff so we'll see you guys next week thanks